0: You know, as you said, as and community yesterday, we are really excited, we are really happy, because now we feel that Human Rights Day have uh, meaning to us. Because why, like, over 600 years, no government recognized us, no government listened to us, no government has an ear for us. But today we can really celebrate Human Rights with this report, because this report is very, uh, it uh, tackles it all the angles and struggles that we have as and communities.
1: When you say that that it tackles all the angles and struggles that you have, you made a set of demands last year. So how far has government gone in delivering on those demands?
0: I uh, will put it that way, Takina. It's not demands. We 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 want our rights in the constitution. The Constitution is very clear. It said uh, it belongs to the people of Africa and they must be treated equally. So it's not uh, in, in the commission itself. They said they don't want an approach of all, si- uh, all size all sides all. They want to, they want to prioritise and they look into a human rights based approach. And that means we are here restoring the injustices and the inequality of the of the of the Khoisan people. Uh, government is there. Are certain things in the report itself, which government. Uh, really tried to adhere to. For example, last uh, year, they have now buzzing with our language in two schools. But that is not really in the curriculum. That is only a, 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 a policy. We want it in the curriculum itself. We want it as an official language itself, as the, as the Constitution stated.
1: And, you know, this may sound like, you know, a, a daft question, but when we talk about the Khoi and San communities in South Africa today, who are we talking about?
0: we are in the group. Is one name uh, like Gwesegenguni, uh, and then you get the different uh, tribes itself. Crosses but we are the Khoisan, and out of the Khoisan, we are five main groupings, as the special rapporteur Stavros report stated a few years ago when President Tabonebeke uh, was here. He was here, so it is the Khoi-Khoi or the Cape they call it. Then you've got the Nama, then you've got the Griqua, then you've got the Korana, and then you've got a Sen, which is a so-called Bushman. Those are the five main groupings of Khoisan people in South Africa.
1: And with regard to, as you say, trying to enforce uh, your human rights in this country, uh, do you all speak in one voice? You know, is there a good collaboration between the five
0: groupings? Look, we have our differences, our, our different views according to the traditional and uh, in, in leadership bill. Some of us said no, we want in a, in a first indigenous uh, bill for ourselves. Uh, there we differ. But on this issue of the human rights and all our other things, we as we stand united on this. Because for too long, uh, Sakina, we have been sidelined in South Africa. If you know, everybody's talk about land and everybody's talking about everything. In the open of the National House of Traditional leaders this uh, year, uh, new state president uh, Sir said he will establish a commission and he will look into our issues so we said uh, it's good every year in the house that the president mentioned this but when the year progress It just disappeared, and it always happened before election times. So we said now with this report, there's a framework, there's a time frame, and there's a a government is being told, look into this, because enough is enough. And what are those time frames? Mainly all the time frames are uh, within 12 months, except the one of Kopta. The one of Cokta must, must be within three, three months. They must conduct public hearings and so on regarding our issues. Because you remember, at national level, we, 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 we have a good relationship with Kopta, But on local level, the municipalities, not only uh, uh, in the Khoisan issues, but in all traditional issues, even with the uh, current traditional leaders, there's no somebody, there's no, there's lack of knowledge, those people don't understand culture, they don't understand the leadership, so so our problem is with local offices locally, at local municipality, they, 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 they're really, they're not uh, sincere, and they don't understand culture,
1: and uh, just uh, a final question with regard to uh, the raging debate on uh, land, the land question and land expropriation without compensation. What is the position of the Khoisan communities on this?
0: We are very clear, Sakina. So Africa belongs to all who live and work in it. Uh, we don't want the whole of Africa as Khoisan people. But like we said we can't sit now still and look Everybody, Julius Malaman, all those people want land. We, we said it's fine. We, you can take land without, uh, uh, without, uh, without compensation. But the main problem is whose land are you going to take and to whom are you going to give it? Because we were the first people here that everybody encountered. And you cannot sit and say, if the state will take land and give it to, to, to them. We said, look, there's 4,000 there's 4, farms currently uh, vacant. There's 7 million hectares on uh, state-owned. We said give the 10 million to the question immediately mm. because there's no need to, to, to amend the Constitution. Give it to and give the 7 to our black brothers. That's fine. But we will not sit here and sit down and look at that politicians decide for us. We didn't appoint them as spokespersons. We didn't appoint them to, to talk on our behalf.
1: And that was my final question. Uh, Just a final, final one from Felix Motaung. He wants to know, what about uh, those of us classified under Bantu, but descendants of Khoisan?
0: That's a very good question, uh, Sakina. You know, we live in South Africa where there's a law, we said there's a thing of self-identification. We as the Khoi people, specifically the Khoi people, we said once you identify yourself as Khoi, you are our brothers and sisters, because we cannot deny anybody. We, 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 uh, which we are facing this question that more and more every day some white people and some, some black people said but we are coming from the Khoisan. We, uh, we welcome you, because that's, that's who you are. You cannot be both, because we, we were so mixed. Our, some of our mothers were Khoisan, and some of our fathers were Khoisan. So we accept everybody, and, and it's within the constitutional right to be Khoisan.
1: Thank you so much for your time this morning. That was uh, Khoisan Revolutionary Party President Stanley Peterson. And to take the discussion uh, even further, we join joined on the line now by Chris Nissen from the South African Human Rights Commission. Thanks so much for speaking to us this morning.
2: Good morning to you, and good morning to the South African
1: so, uh, first and foremost, uh, let's start here with the findings of the Commission with regard to the violation of uh, Koyan Sun human rights. Um, Mr. Peterson touched on a few, but uh, is there anything that he perhaps may have missed out on uh, that were included in the main findings of the Commission?
2: Um, perhaps, yes. Um, so, can I, if you would you allow me one second just to ex- explain the process, what happened, and then also what is going to happen? Because I think that's very important for. Our listeners to understand with regards to the report. The, the South African Human Rights Commission received uh, numerous complaints over a number of years. And in 2015, late 2015, 2016, decided that they would have investigated investigative hearing into these complaints and then went to basically three provinces Northern Cape, Western Cape, and Eastern Cape. And after having listened and interrogated the questions that people and the complaints that people made, and the submissions that people ate, there was an assessment of it and a research on it, and then after the assessment, then looked at the various problems, categorized them, and said these are the issues raised by the coastal community uh, as they described themselves in various provinces, and then said how do we then address it? And what we then did, our findings were in these areas, uh, areas of concern, and that needs to be addressed by various government departments. Now we have sent that to the government departments to engage with, this, with those various Khoisan communities. And we've also made a distinction between what are the Khoisan, what we feel is Khoisan rights that are allegedly being violated, and what are socioeconomic issues and service delivery issues. We live in a constitutional democracy. In a constitutional democracy, everybody has got the right, every citizen has got the right to access to health, water, uh, electricity, uh, sanitation, etc., etc., education. What we have looked at is, first of all, there is the issue of recognition. And I think that what the President has done is to have the proposed commission to have a look at the recognizing and look in investigating the recognition, uh, and identification and recognition of the Khoisan groupings. And if recognition will then bring a historic redress, such as the language, the, which is in the Constitution, by the way, and look at how the language can be... Um, through the basic education, through a curriculum, can be taught to the Khoisan community in the various um, uh, communities in various parts of the country. And what
1: about the official status of the language?
2: Well, the Constitution says um, that, you know, that Tansop should be given the opportunity to develop the Sun and Nama language. And in this regard, uh, uh, Tansop, in, with our office in the Northern Cape and with the Northern Cape government, has indeed, Started that process of, um, in foundation phase, introducing Nama at a and as they will then roll it out, roll it out into the other communities.
1: And just in general, Mr. Nissen, how would you assess, you know, the way uh, the South African government has fared in protecting the rights of minority groups in South Africa?
2: Well, so, um, obviously, you know, when we talk about minority groups, we need to look at uh, what are the challenges that face them. Um, are they are they political? Are they socioeconomic? Are they historical? And in case of the, um, the Khoisan, and may I just add, there are also other minority groups in South Africa. In case of the Khoisan, uh, uh, they have established the National Khoisan Council, um, but it has become, uh, you know, been the voice but because of the fragmentation and the difficulty and some disunity in some places within the question community, um, it hasn't really given a lot of attention to, to, to those kind of issues of facing the question community.
1: And uh, just a more general question to end it off. um, How best can South Africans protect the rights um, of everyone in this country where we're still struggling with questions of institutional racism, institutional sexism, and the non-delivery of basic services still persist
2: in this country? Uh, Just before answering that, in terms of the minorities, the Commission for Religious, Linguistic, and Cultural uh, Commission has been in the forefront in protecting the rights of the minorities on that level. Um, Skinner, the problem that we have is that I think that South African citizens do not really exercise their rights. We have rights. We've got the Bill of Rights. We've got, the, we've got commissions that are there that support and, and democracy and support to, uh, people to take up their rights. I think we need a bit more education. We need to understand that um, We cannot, in this country, continue the violation of rights, whether it's on gender, whether it's on race, whether it's on dignity of people, even including municipalities that are failing to deliver basic services to our communities. What is seen in the pit toilet saga, again, is a disgrace, and it's it's a mark on our democracy. And so we, as the institutions, need to take up more aggressively uh, when we see these violations happening. But also I think that we need to, institutions like yourself as well, need to continuously to remind our people that the rights that we have has been fought for, people have died for it today, is the day in which we are reminded of the sacrifice of all of Africans in this country made against a vicious system. And now we have all those rights that, these, that our people fought for, and yet we are not utilizing it. And we allow others to go and... Yeah, Either openly or subtly, or behind doors, continue to violate people's rights in the workplace, in, the, in, 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 in people wanting services, uh, uh, people in their private spaces. Continue a narrative of as if there's no rights in the of no rights in this country.
1: Well, Chris Nissen, we're going to leave it there. Thank you so much. Uh, Chris Nissen is, of course, from the South African Human Rights Commission.